Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where you can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We want to give you a reminder that our Trova trip is coming up in September. We have 13 people who have signed up and five spots left. You can sign up at bit.ly slash Croatia. The last day to sign up is July 23rd. We also want to remind everyone that in season six, we are now releasing bonus episodes for our Patreon supporters every month. You can get those at any level on our Patreon. Our last one came out on Loving Annabelle with our friend Abby Nissenbaum. You are not going to want to miss all of our thoughts about that movie. Um, There were lots of them. And our next one coming out on May 22nd. Uh, our next Lestracurriculars episode is going to be on Ammonite, which we will also have many feelings about. So if you want to catch all of those, you can find them at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We also did an interview with Hannah from Q Interviews that is up on her YouTube channel. You can check that out if you look up on YouTube. Q Interviews presents Les Hang Out. In the greater Les universe, I'm going to tell you all about this, Ellie, because I know you have no idea what this bullet point is. So there's a book. It's called This Is How You Lose the Time War. It came out maybe three, three, three and a half years ago. Great book. Very short. If you have not read it yet, it's fantastic. It is queer. Cool. Although I, it's like, yes. And also that's like so it's it's that and more there's it's a very interesting book there's time travel there's you know intrigue and like two sides fighting to like win the future and everything anyways it is a book that came out a long time ago and then on twitter this week a twitter account by the name bigolus dickolus posted about <laughs> cool he's a trigun fan account and he posted about this is how you lose the time war and was like, you have to buy this book. Don't look up anything about it. Just read it. You have to read it. Like, read this book. And it was, you know, it was like one of those, like, designed to just make it on Twitter. It went viral, obviously. But it also went viral uh, a lot with people being like, yeah, absolutely. That is a great book. I loved this book. And This Is How You Lose the Time War started skyrocketing up the Amazon lists right to the point where last i saw it was at number six in books on amazon like just out of all 
books on Amazon. It is currently in the sixth spot, a book that came out like almost four years ago, right? And so it's just been this very funny thing. It's the it, the book has two authors. Um, one of the authors she's been posting now like all week, just being like, "What is happening right now? Like, what is even going on? Who is Bigalus Dickalus? Like, what is going on?" <laughs> she's like, she posted this thing where she was like, "One of the things that's really great is like everybody in the Simon and Schuster like marketing department now knows the name Bigalus Dickalus." <laughs> Incredible. And she's had like she's been doing like a number of like interviews and and stuff now like talking about the the book and also this whole situation uh, evolving on Twitter. So it's just been a very fun week. It's like one of those weeks where you're like, oh, remember when Twitter wasn't just a cesspool that's like trying to bring Tucker Carlson back, but like it's, it's you know it's like bringing back the good uh, memories of Twitter. And so it's just been a blast, but also a good reminder that if you haven't read. This is how you lose the time war. It is very queer and very good um, and very short. And you should read it and uh, and enjoy it and just live this moment in time with all of us. That's all. Love it. Also, Lee, did you see this other tidbit of news that Diana Agron has been, quote unquote, setting the rumors straight about her and Taylor Swift? And it's there's, not. There's no it's, way. I'm sorry, ma'am. You can never set those rumors straight. Yeah. I'm like, it's also it's so the f- most hilarious thing to me is it's so inconclusive. Yes. Sets rumors straight and she's like, oh, yeah, that'd be so crazy, right? Yeah. Which, like, to be fair, is about a, a stronger um, rejection of gay rumors than Diana Agron has managed most of her life, actually. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, the funny thing is she's like, yeah, there's like so many crazy things. Like she just like it's like she's de- still deflecting. Yeah. She's like, there's been so many crazy rumors about me. Like you'd be cr- su- like surprised how much of it's not true. But maybe one day I'll tell you what's actually true. And you're like, okay, so you're not telling us what's actually true right now. So we are still going to believe that you and Taylor Swift were together. Sorry. I just feel like the idea that Diana Agron is physically capable of pushing away a gay rumor about her is hilarious. Well, she's not. That's the thing. Like, she No, because I like, feel oh, like Diana that's... Agron comes out like twice a year. I mean, it's like, you know, yes. it's it's like a high holy day kind of coming out every every year. And so I love that. Yeah. The idea that there are headlines being like Diana Agron like rejects gay rumors. And it's just her being like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, isn't that hilarious? Like, and she basically is like, I wish I was with Taylor. And you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. So sounds about right. Sounds about right, more? Diana. We yeah. we see you. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Love it. Well, that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our hundred and sixth installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, oh, it was fun. It was great, but it should have been a little more gay. And in this week's episode. Tell me more, tell me more, I don't know what to say. Tell me more, tell me more, cause this movie was gay. I was getting into it. <laughs> yes, I am so pumped to talk about Greece today. Let's dive in to this wildly iconic and super homoerotic film. <laughs> quite homoerotic to be honest this this movie (laughs) is really something so Mm -hmm. shall we start with our imdb synopsis let's go okay for anyone not familiar with the 1978 classic greece Here's the synopsis. A good girl, Sandy Olsen and greaser Danny Zuko fell in love over the summer. 
when they unexpectedly discover they're now in the same high school, will they be able to rekindle their romance? No. Question mark? I've been waiting to answer that question all day. So true. So true. (laughs) Will Um, they or won't they? I am dying to know your gay synopsis for this movie, Okay, so here is my gay synopsis. The T-birds are T-boning each other. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a great start. Off to a great start. Yep. And the pink ladies are doing a lot more than singing at their sleepovers. (laughs) That is my should have been gay synopsis. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Amazing. I went so much more. I, I'm like very specific in my thoughts on this movie right now. So my Great. gay synopsis for Greece is as follows. Danny Zuko really embodies all of gay culture. Mm-hmm. By being both a useless lesbian when it comes to talking to girls and a little fruity boy when it comes to playing sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Danny has some real queer tendencies. <laughs> my other, okay, so wild. my other potential gay synopsis for this, which like we can talk about as we say like why this movie should have been gay, was to make Danny a lesbian. And then oh, yes. the oh, whole yes. storyline of like, them, him being like, oh, shit, this girl's here is like, I'm not out to all my friends. And this girl I'm madly in love with came to my high school. So, like, I have to pretend I don't even know her. And Sandy's That's like, cool, baby. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sandy's like, but we were in love, Danielle. And Danielle's <laughs> like, I don't know you, but meet me behind the bleachers later. <laughs> I mean, I listen. There are a whole lot of things about Danny Zuko that that just scream gay culture to me. Danny Zuko mm-hmm. is for the gays is all. That's all I'm going to say. Well, we'll get into it when we say which, which character should have been gay. Yes. Yes. But yes. I mean, I think it's also just the fact that freaking um, that John Travolta like is quote unquote straight. But like John Travolta, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> John Travolta is John Travolta. John Travolta played Edna Turnblatt. Yeah. Like, John Travolta is camp, is, is queer, camp. is... And that's... But, like, Like, that's, moving his hips, like, swinging... It is so much. Yeah. It is so much. Mm-hmm. Him in this movie is, like, just... Oh, it's a lot. Just tilting the lot. wrist, you know? <laughs> lots of wrists here. Listen, he's got, a, he's got a comb, his hair. There's a lot of wrist action involved in that, mm-hmm. Ellie, okay? Mm-hmm. In love with his best friends, you know, like just like normal just, straight things. Just sure. You know? Yeah, straight yeah. stuff. So Lee, what was your experience with the film Grease? Okay, my experience with Grease is I I have watched Grease any number of times over the course of my life. I could not tell you when the last time I watched it was. Like it literally could have been since college, the last time I've mm-hmm. seen this movie, uh, actually. And I have certainly not gone back and watched it with with my gay eyes, you know, mm-hmm. just my wiser, gayer eyes who have done over a hundred should have been gays. And I was unprepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I fully went into this like, because I've seen the movie so many times. Right. And I yes. went to rewatch it and I was like, OK, I'm so ready to like ship Sandy and Riz. And I'm like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm going to be looking at the, like the pink ladies. I am coming for you. And I left just being like Danny Zuko, gay icon. And I... <laughs> What a what an experience I had rewatching this movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it tremendously. <laughs> I love that for you. What about you, Ellie? What's your experience? I mean, this is like baby Ellie like 
I this feels formative, right? So I I wore out the soundtrack, like wore it out when I was like six. Honestly, probably younger than that. As soon as I can remember seeing a movie, I saw Grease. Yeah. Like, I would watch it upstairs with my grandparents. I would watch it downstairs with my parents. Like, I would watch it with my sister. Like, we would sing and dance in my room to every single song from Greece. Formative. You're correct. I think I sang, like, Hopelessly Devoted to You, like, in karaoke when I was, like, six nice. years old. Like, nice. Like, this is pinnacle of, like, young Ellie learning how to sing through Greece. So I love it. It has a very special place in my heart. Watching it again as an adult, I really am like, Olivia Newton-John, like, voice of a freaking angel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vocally. She's great. Flawless. Flawless. Love her. What else? Oh, on my so on my most recent rewatch, actually, I was in New York for the weekend with Jana, and we were taking, like, a trip to New York because we just, like, need to get out of the house and, like, have a nice weekend. And... Grease was on the TV like while we were getting ready. And I was like, sorry, we have to sit here and watch Grease before we go out. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) God. I just love it. And I know we're not talking about this, but Grease 1, formative. Grease 2, life changing. Like, we're not talking about Grease 2 today. We'll do a Grease 2 episode. We will do a separate Grease 2 episode. But did you see that video of Angelina Jolie talking to Michelle Pfeiffer about how how gay she like her gay experience watching Grease 2 so amazing so so Michelle Pfeiffer like dancing on the like on the ladder for Cool Rider Angelina Jolie is like I vividly remember that as a child like I had the most the hugest crush on you in Grease 2 amazing um are you gonna are you gonna hate me if I bury the lead and say I'm not positive I've ever seen Grease 2 I might have well I'm not sure I've ever watched Grease I two. am going to say the most controversial and not controversial thing. Do it. Do it. Grease 2 is better than Grease 1. <laughs> okay, listen. Do you want me to do you want me to like save you from this by bringing my controversy in? Yes, please. Okay. It's not so much that it's controversial. It's just you and I were chatting because okay, we're doing we're doing Grease because it felt timely since Rise of the Pink Ladies is out yes. now. And Rise of the Pink Ladies is I think a ton of fun, but like yeah. it's not like the music is great, right? Mm. And here's my favorite thing about Rise of the Pink Ladies, actually, is I watched an episode and I was like, okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's okay. Yes. The music's fine. There's nothing like that that has blown me away yet musically in it. But what I think is very funny is when you look up the reviews of Rise of the Pink Ladies, it is it gets panned. Like people are trashing this show. And I don't think it has earned that for mm. a couple of reasons. One, a number of them obviously are just like, it's so woke. Meh, stop injecting your politics into my good old time, right? And I'm like, no, get no. fucked. I don't care. <laughs> you can give me the least, like, everyone's like, it's not real for, like, what the time was like. And I'm like, great. That was a shit time. <laughs> like, no one yes. needs to relive the 50s, actually, as they happened. That's great. Make make it better. Make it more progressive. I'm total. I'm always going to be here for that. Like, Well, and also to, like, to play devil's advocate, quote unquote, or, like, we're talking about should have been gay for Greece. It's the same way that, like, when people are like, oh, a league of their own, blah, blah, blah. Gay people exist in the 1950s. Yes. But here's the thing. It's like a league of their own 
I think is more realistic. And you, and to okay, be fair, okay. Rise of the Pink Ladies, it's not. It's it's so blatantly like not realistic to how things were at the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. Yes. Because and the reason I don't care is the reason that I think there's no way that it deserves a one-star review, even from the people who are just like, the music's terrible. And I'm like, the music in Rise of the Pink Ladies is not great. Absolutely. And at the same time, is a perfect homage (laughs) to Greece, which I'm sorry, but like, this is a deeply unserious movie. <laughs> oh, like, it's it was this a movie. It is is camp. insane. It is camp. It is, it is silly. Yes, it is over the top. This these are not clever lyrical like masterpieces. These are cheesy songs that we all love because we grew up listening to them eight million times, and, and because they bop. Yes. That's literally all you need. And also they bop despite being not good songs. All right. But I will highly argue with you on not good songs. Hopelessly Devoted to You is one of no, the best some songs of the, Okay, I'm not going to say all of the them. World. I'm not going to say all of them are bad. Hopelessly Devoted to You and Worst Things I Could Do, Rizzo's yes, song. is great. But Perfection. also, but at the same time, this is a movie that contains... Uh, Summer Lovin'. Summer Loving is a ridiculous song, <laughs> right? Beauty yes. School Dropout is classic. a ridiculous song. Yes, they're classics. That's the point. But they're supposed to be ridiculous. They're supposed to be ridiculous. This movie is bonkers. And so I just think there's something so funny about people coming after Rise of the Pink Ladies by being like, wow, these songs are like not even that great. And I'm like, what movie are you remembering in your mind, my man? Like, what movie are you re-envisioning as having contained just like nothing but amazing, like I just, I'm like, no, that's the point of why these songs are great. They're insane. They're insane. Like, a song, a song that features just like like Ramalama Ding Dong. Like, come on, man, come on. <laughs> yeah, no one's like the that's lyric, the bar that the you think Rise of the Pink of Ladies can't I love it. That's the bar that you think this comes in so far below. It does not. It comes in right at the same place, and it's, uh, all right, it's lower. insane. Lower. Than some things. Some things, <laughs> yes. Other but things, yes. Uh, to me, honestly, it doesn't have the, we go the time. Uh, uh, it doesn't have the benefit of time where people had no other movies <laughs> and just played Grease endlessly. But like, I just, I think to me, the thing that I think is the funniest about Rise of the Pink Ladies is I'm like, you'd think anyone who enjoyed Grease should really enjoy it. Because I watched Rise of the Pink Ladies and loved it. It's fun. I thought it was great. It's fun. Like, I thought it, I thought it, oh, I agree. It it encapsulated the like silliness, but also yes. like added in some more. I love, I freaking love the wokeness. Give me the wokeness. Give me the, and when you really think about it, Grease itself Rizzo's character is a feminist icon. Yeah. So, like, to act like there's no feminism in the original Grease is, like, 
what movie were you watching? I mean, people are just upset because they're not all white anymore. That's all. Let's <laughs> yes, be real. I know. Like, let's, I know. We don't need to beat around that bush too hard to find it's a bush full of racists. It always is. As per usual. I just, I don't know. I just thought it was so funny that like I watched the, the show and I was like, oh, this music's kind of okay. Because my standards for music these days are higher than that. Mm-hmm. But not when you listen to Grease. I'm like, if I'm... If I'm comparing it as like a it's trying to mimic the style of Greece, I think they did great. <laughs> I think they did great. Could the music be better? Yeah, probably. But honestly, like, yeah, that's to me, if you compare some of the stuff it's competing with, I'm like, it just, you know, if it had 50 years of people just playing it nonstop, I mean, we'd all love those songs. Like, True. some of them are fun. Like, they could be a little catchy, you know. It's, I forget, I just, I don't I forget know. all I, of them, to be honest, but... I know. I that- just think it's so funny to like. I was rewatching this, and you know what? What it was that killed me. What moment it is? Is the very first thing that ending of Summer Nights? Like just listening to John Travolta's little like nights, and I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like a deeply unserious movie right now. <laughs> I just I cannot. Well, it is. It is a comedy. Yes. Yes. It is not exactly. a serious film. It is not a I, drama. Anyways, that's my yes. controversial take. Yes. My controversial take is like we love Grease not because every song in there is amazing. The songs are amazing because we made them amazing in our minds. That's it. <laughs> We just played them enough times. It's like when people are like, you can't make a new Christmas song because a Christmas song is by definition any song that a boomer uh, associates with Christmas. True. You know, like it's not a Christmas song if your grandmother hasn't heard it for 50 years running. That's what it feels like to me is like, of course, you're going to say it's not Grease music because Grease has been out here standing the test of time. True. Even though, to be honest, some of these songs, they're just OK. Some of them are great. I'm not going to argue with you. Some of them are just fine. And that's... I mean, that's also that's, how every musical besides The Flame is. <laughs> snuck that in real smooth. Snuck real it smooth, in, baby. Even, um, even The Flame, some of them are just fun, silly songs, man. Like, that's that's And okay. some of them that's are the allowed. hits. That's how it's got to be. Exactly. I just... I don't know. I just found it so funny. Like, I was scroll... I scrolled through so many pages of reviews of Rise of the Pink Ladies because I was just like, wow, people are, like, so upset about somehow not meeting the standard of a movie whose plot is nonsensical. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. We're literally... Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into the plot. Okay. Of okay. Greece. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So plot in general, right, is summer... Summer loving. Summer romance. <laughs> We got yeah. Danny and Sandy fell in love over the, over the summer. This is also why I'm like, this is so gay, right? Because Danny, they fall in love like immediately over the summer, right? And she also says like, oh, like he never even touched me. Like we just kissed and whatever. And you're like. Danny Zuko, OG U-Haul lesbian. <laughs> right? I'm like, Danny Zuko, like his summer version of himself also is so queer. Like it's he has so like, gay. he has like the like, the, like um sweater on and then he like yeah he goes into his high school again and he's like gotta be macho gotta be gotta be a man like can't be my gay boy self like <laughs> and he goes back in the closet but it I is know. like and especially after spending summer, a whole he's summer out. yeah he's out. where he's like he's like we're at the beach we're just cuddling and holding hands and smiling and laughing together it's not the end sandy it's the beginning mm-hmm I know. Also, oh, God. Sir. It's so ridiculous. And then the first time that he sees her again, he's like, 
he's so like, oh my God, Sandy. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, Sandy girl. Uh, oh, I don't care about you. And you're like, why are you the gayest? Like, just like, it was like, my gay came out. And then he's like, all right, uh, sorry, dudes. I'm, here's, I'm super here's cool still. why you have to love Danny Zuko. Danny Zuko in this movie, he's a himbo. He's a herbo. He is the gay community. Mm-hmm. He is all of us. <laughs> just, Help. De- desperately trying to fit in. I just love desperately. it so much. Desperately trying to be the cool guy. He's just all of us with a comb in his hand. That's all. Okay? I know, but he really is so effeminate. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and that's fine, Danny. Uh, that's fine. Honestly, embrace it. He's a great dancer. He wins a dance contest. Gay culture. Yeah. Yes. He he has like a million exes strewn across the universe. Danny Zuko has dated every girl at Rydell High and the neighboring schools, but doesn't want to get serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won't commit to anyone because if he goes goes too serious. Do okay, do we think I don't feel like he slept with any of them. Oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's like, not to be like... <laughs> Danny you're... Zuko, Stone Butch, discuss. <laughs> no, I'm like, Danny Zuko, you're a virgin who can't drive. No, it's more just like, him and Rizzo have this history, right? And then she like, immediately is like, much more interested in his best friend. And super... I mean, listen, Rizzo's sus all, all on her own as well. Rizzo's so, so gay. Yeah, I feel like from like a past Ellie perspective, I'm like, I always was like, Rizzo's gay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like, but whatever. But dated Rizzo, and I feel like Rizzo, like, I just feel like they didn't sleep together from the way that they talk to each other. That would make so much sense to me. Where she's just like, she keeps trying to like get him. She's like, I want him to be attracted to me. Like, he never made me feel like he was attracted to me. Well, and it also explains, because there's, I did notice this one, I was noticing a lot of things that I've never really, like, spent much time on watching this movie again. When she climbs out the window at the sleepover Mm -hmm. and is, like, hitting on Kaniki, and then Danny makes some comment about not wanting sloppy seconds when she Mm -hmm. tries to, like, rub it in his face, and I was like, but wouldn't Kaniki... Kaniki... But that's why I feel like... But he doesn't say that. And I'm like, so is Kaniki not? And then if Kaniki slept with Rizzo, would you then be? Yeah, because he never slept with her. That's Checks out. Checks out in my book. Kaniki clearly had slept with Rizzo before. Then Rizzo was like, I want to be with Danny because Danny doesn't like makes me feel like he doesn't care because he's a big lesbian. And then she realized like it's a dead end with Danny. So she's like, all right, back to back to Kaniki. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because, yeah, I don't know. There's there's clearly some weirdness between Rizzo and Danny Zuko. But for some reason, it, like, just feels like there's this, like, one-sided sexual energy. But, yeah, that that really gets me. And then Rizzo and Kaniki is just, like, girl is just, like, I am supposed to sleep with men. Yes. So, like, let me go sleep with this man. Yeah. But I never felt like she's, like, into him. Even even the scene in the car with Kaniki, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like like I feel like they're trying to present it as like, oh, he doesn't have a condom and she's like, "Oh my god, whatever. Like we'll have sex without a condom. Like that's how 
that's how desperately I need to have sex with Kaniki. But I'm like, they stop making out while he's getting that condom out. And she's like, she's just like, you know, cleaning up a little bit. She's like, let me just, okay, you're like slobbering all over me. I'm not that into it. I guess I'll have to wait here while you like get a condom out. And then he's like, oh no, it broke. And she's like, Okay, well, I mean, whatever. Like, I came here to fuck a dude. I'm going to fuck a dude because, like, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. Like, She's like, I. all the girls think I'm doing this, so, like, I right. got to follow through. But, like, none of it reads as, like, you know, she doesn't say it in that way where she's like, I mean, I don't care. Like, get on get on top of me now. Like, no, she's yeah. just like, I mean, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> she's so not invested in that happening. It's also just, like, the the way she is, I think, as queer women, that I just, when I watch her, I'm like, you are not convincing with men. No, and because think about it. So she doesn't actually hook up with Kaniki, does she? I mean, they get interrupted and they well, both look very she, clothed. She gets pregnant, remember? No, she, but she, but like, that's what I'm saying. Oh, is she says like, it was a false alarm. Yes, it was a false alarm. And so here's what I think. I think gay genius Rizzo is like, okay, I'm just going to go and, like, fuck Kaniki. Oh, no, somebody drove into his car. God, maybe I'll fuck that dude. He seems like the alpha manly man that people would buy that I'm straight for. So then she goes, you never see her sleep with him either or even hear a whisper that she did. The only thing that creates that idea in your head is that she tells Kaniki that if she was pregnant, it's not his, right? It's like someone else's. So I think that she's like, I'll fuck this guy. That didn't work out. I'll fuck this guy. I'm obviously not going to fuck that guy. Okay, I'll just tell people I'm pregnant. (laughs) And then everyone will have to believe that I'm And then, yes, and then everyone will think that I had sex, but like it was a false alarm, but everyone now believes (laughs) that I have slept with a man. I feel like the men in this are so dumb that like Kaniki would not even realize like, that he didn't have the sex. The activities that they did was not were not sex. Yes, uh, that's that is, so valid. That is my new headcanon of this movie. Is like <laughs> Rizzo has created like a a foolproof uh, straight alibi. She's like, here's the ultimate beard. Is I have slept with no men. I have created the impression that I did and made people believe a fake pregnancy scare. And now my heterosexuality alibi is airtight. <laughs> I love that for Rizzo. She's got a very, very hetero alibi. But who do we think she's in love with? For real. Marty. (laughs) Yes. Obviously. I mean. Not Frenchie. I'm just saying. No, I think Um, her and Marty are a better match. I think her and Marty are a better match. I could also, I can see some sparks flying with Sandy uh, that we could talk about. But I just... I don't know. There's a vibe with her and Marty, like through this whole movie, man. She and Frenchie read as really good friends to me, right? Because also, when you think of Marty, she has a million boyfriends, but she's never met any of them. She's like, I'm a really good pen pal. Like that. Yes. If that is not the gayest thing ever, to be like, Rizzo's like fake having sex with men. Marty's fake dating men who- i have a boyfriend in canada yeah like yeah, the I original. Have a boyfriend in the military oh no he died i have yeah. to live with because i have to live with rizzo for the rest of my life she's like oh no i have to be at a high school dance i guess i'll hit on the aged tv host <laughs> yes so disturbing like, it's just it is classic like go for the absolute unavailable unavailable unattainable no one's gonna question 
the fact like, oh, of course. Well, of course I didn't, you know, oh, I didn't make out with anybody at the dance. Yeah, because, you know, I was just I was making eyes. Yeah, I was staring at this old man and he didn't make a move. So what was I supposed to do? What was I supposed to do? I was wearing my hottest dress. I showed up with Rizzo. Didn't you see me? Oh, my God. They would be a good couple. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They've got they've got good chemistry. I also feel like that's why I'm saying it's like Rizzo and Marty and then Frenchie and Jan. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Frenchie and Sandy. Frenchie and Sandy Frenchie have some and Sandy serious shit going on. I could get into. I think so. Jan <laughs> was always like one of my favorite characters. She's just like I feel like I just like identified the most with Jan, which is actually so funny when you look at it. Yeah, but because like I was very like goofy and silly when I was younger. I mean, I still am, but I like loved her like brusha brusha brusha. I was like this girl. I would want to be friends with her. I would want to be like dancing with her. I want to eat all the ice cream with her. Like she's hilarious to me. And I feel like she's the most out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's just like barely cares about men. Like that one guy. They're like gay best friends. Yes. Who's the guy that she's with? Duty. Duty. His name is freaking Duty. Listen, I cannot with the names in this movie, honestly. Again, on my list of things that are just deeply not serious about this movie the names they are the most platonic like come on it it's i cannot i cannot with this oh my god this is why every time your grandparents try to talk about their friends you're just like i can't have a conversation with you right now because you're sad that duty died and his name is duty like oh my god i don't know how to do this i sang in a nursing home today and this woman was like so my name's ellen but people call me Terry. They used to call me L, but you know, I really just wanted to make my own nickname. So I said, everyone call me Terry. And ever since then, I've been Terry, but my I'm full Terry. name is, and I'm literally like, what are you talking? Like, she's just went into like this like 15 minute rant about what her name was. And I, I was like, okay, so should I, like, do I call you Terry or Ellen? And she's like, well, and and because this is a generation of people who were like, oh, yeah, this is my best friend Pookie and her sister Blitzy. And you're like, I cannot. I just what is happening? <laughs> That's so true. I have another friend who's like her her aunts are like leany and like weenie or something like that. Yeah, no, it's, like- I can't. I can't. Uh, OK, anyway. So, yes, I Frenchie and Sandy for me would be mm-hmm. it. I could see Jan just being gay. Janice so gay. gay to me. And Marty Marty and Rizzo. Because you know what else? Okay. I'm going to say if anyone after listening to this is doing like a, you know what it's time for? Like a Grease rewatch. Rewatch. Rewatch Grease. And you tell me. Because the thing that's funny is like I was noticing at a certain point like there is not actually that much dialogue between Rizzo and Marty. Mm. Right? Like they don't there's talk a lot directly of, to each other. But there, yeah, there's yes. a lot of eye contact. There's a lot of interactions. They interact a lot and there's a lot of chemistry, but they don't talk directly to each other in a way that to me almost reads as like too obvious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, as like, <laughs> I am actually trying to not speak to you so yeah. like no one thinks we're together. Yes, yes. But it's like, like I'm oh, wink, I can, I can touch all you. my other girlfriends, but like not, not you. That would be, everyone would know. 
And so mm-hmm. instead it just like reads too obviously as like you're trying so hard not to look like you're together that you're so clearly together. That's what their that's what their whole uh vibe Dynamic to me is. in is in is in this movie is is like they're trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I hard think. to not okay? be together. That makes you sense. watch this and you tell me those two are not secretly hooking up every night. Lies. I see it. Yeah. I see it. I always get so confused by like so Sandy's like, I'm going back to Australia. And then she doesn't. There's no plot, Ellie. <laughs> There's but no logical plot. Do the- we do we think like is she staying with Frenchie? Like it seems like she's like an exchange student staying with Frenchie's family. I could not tell you the answer to that question. There is no answer. The answer does not exist. Okay? Because here's the other here's the other thing I love. You're gonna look it up. Here's the other thing I, I love about Greece. This movie somehow, in the same way, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's what I'm about to do. I think that Greece, let's dig into the queer layers of Greece. Greece yeah. defies expectation. It defies the boundaries of society and also physics. <laughs> Oh, because because the car in the the same way that Danny Zuko in this movie is both a lesbian and a gay man, this movie simultaneously takes place over a a single month and also an entire school year. And you cannot convince me otherwise. (laughs) Where is winter in this movie? (laughs) When does the year pass? It never happens. This movie happens. Three weeks take place, and then it's graduation. And I don't know how long it took Frenchie to do Sandy's hair, but it was not eight months, okay? So nothing about the passing of time in this movie makes any sense whatsoever. And the idea that there is an answer as to why Sandy is going to Rydell High that somebody did not just make up and say is true, to me, seems far-fetched. Okay, so the explanation is she's not staying with Frenchie. It says on this Wikipedia thing that... Her parents decided to stay. That's it. Oh, because she invites him to tea. So she does mention her parents want to meet him. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. I don't know why they decide to stay. Does not matter. Really does not matter for the plot. Yeah, you know, just a last minute decision not to move back to Australia. Yes. Like well, you do. I'm confusing the plots of Greece and Greece 2 because Greece 2, Frenchie's housing Sandy's cousin mm. as an exchange student. <laughs> And that's even more far-fetched. So ridiculous. And he has a British accent. So it's like very confusing. Like he's not Australian. Who knows? Who knows? The point is. the first... Listen, Australians were all British once. Just like we all were. <laughs> True. The first day of school, though, her and Frenchie are already friends. So. Yeah, I know. Frenchie, also you hauling is like, here is a new girl. Do you want her in our gang? Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. 
With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's put her in the gang. I think she could fit in with us. And I'm like, this is gays clocking each other is what's happening right now. This is gay magnetism. Grease is nothing but gay magnetism with a soundtrack, Okay. Yes. Um, also, I know we're not talking about Rise of the Pink Ladies, but I like love the fact that there is a TV show about the starting of this girl gang because like the Pink Ladies as a girl gang is like gay culture. Yeah. Just the fact that it's like that's why I'm like the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies. Right. They're like, we only hang out with women. And the T-Birds are like, we only hang out with men. And like, we lo-. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like so like specifically stratified by by gender to the point where you're like why do you really love hanging out with all these women so much why did you decide like oh hey we have like it's the same way that like mean girls is gay yes where it's like regina you really want to surround yourself with all these women and frenchie's like more gay girls let's party (laughs) (laughs) come to a sleepover as initiation Oh my god. I come to a sleepover. I just want to like pierce your ears and like do your makeup and yeah, it's it's so gay. And I feel like Rizzo is like the like head lesbian in charge who's like testing Sandy out and she's like, "Is this like her entire song like look at me I'm Sandrity?" She's like Sandy's so like I'm a girl and I'm heteronormative and like she hates that about her. Yes. Yes. Right? She's like, I'm exactly what society expects me to be. (laughs) (laughs) How stupid. (laughs) Like, literally, the whole song is her being like, look, I'm a girl. And like, like Rizzo's in drag. Yeah. And she's like, this is what a quote unquote straight woman is like, because it's not me. Yeah. Just absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. So ridiculous. Uh, And then they're like, it's just like the epitome of like, like what straight men talk about of like what do girls do at sleepovers <laughs> they're like hitting each other with pillows and like <laughs> and once again Rizzo is like I can't sleep over and sleep next to Marty all night and like keep my hands to myself so I'm True. gonna like sneak out and go out with the boys I'm so straight look at how straight I am oh my god that's so Trying true only a, a lesbian too hard. only a lesbian would try to escape that sleepover 
Because she's like, <laughs> she's like, shit, I can't be here. They'll know. They'll know. They'll it's know. way too small of a space. Way too small. And yeah, there's like definitely like a tension between Rizzo and Sandy. There is. I mean, I just, Sandy in general, (laughs) Sandy is so much in this movie. Just like the stereotype of who Sandy is. Just all of them. Because again, there's just something so funny to me about a movie where like the central romance of it somehow ends with like, we've both tried so hard to be the opposite of ourselves for the other one that we've like both switched and it's just very silly i don't like i don't know there's just something about it that's so funny that like sandy spends this whole movie which again ostensibly is a full year of time Mm -hmm. dating danny where he's like, I'm taking you to a dance. I'm joining the track team for you. I'm doing this. I'm taking you to the drive-in. Will you wear my ring, Sandy? And just tripping over himself to U-Haul with her. And then at the end, she's like, he drove a car and I must now change everything about myself <laughs> to be happy. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening right now. I mean, now. I don't Why? know if it's to be happy I think it's to satisfy the moviegoers to be able to see Olivia Newton-John in that outfit. I mean, and we were. We all were. <laughs> that, and we all always will be. That's the, yeah, no, the, the whole ending scene is so, like, not, like, it feels so separate. It makes no sense. From the rest of the film. Zero sense. Right? You're like, she's like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be a bad girl now. And then she is, and now they fly away in a car. Like, it's just, where did she learn to smoke? How long have you been practicing, Sandy? There's just so many unanswered questions, you know? It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. Okay, wait. I feel like, I know. well, we can keep talking about Sandy. I just want to make sure that we have enough time to do a deep lyrical analysis of there are worse things I could do. So you tell me if, because I can keep talking about Sandy a bit too. (laughs) I mean, let's finish with Sandy and then we'll do worse things I can do. So number one, Sandy, also a virgin, like same thing, like baby gay, who's like the first woman I ever fell in love with. Like I need to make it work with this person, even though like we're clearly things are not working out here and I'm going to force myself to be whatever this person wants me to be. Not right. And in the meantime, I will date the dumbest brick at school. Yeah, yeah sounds about right. I will date right. the most obvious man also. Yes. And then too, like, I just feel like girls in love with Frenchie. That's it. That's, those are my Sandy points. That's, that's my, I don't have anything else on Sandy. I also just feel like Sandy and Danny together, they're just still very gay to me. It's a gay relationship. Yes, because, like, they're both, like, badly in love with each other and also, like, so not. Yeah. You know, it's like they're obsessed with each other, but they're obsessed with, like, the idea of each other. And it also gives very similar vibes to, like, every story where one person is, like, you know, like, <laughs> sorry, did you see the last the last round of uh, no context spoiler images that, that, uh, that CB did on our 
Twitter. No. So they made an image where it just says like um it all leads back to Steprol and I was like gonna make this my new personality. So and here we go. So leading back to Steprol. So I just need I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to work Sterling and April or Teenage Bounty Hunters in some way into like every episode this season. Try me, okay? So I just think anytime that you have a relationship like Sterling and April where someone is like, we should come out, like I'm not ready to come out. That just this this is the blueprint, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I know who you are. You're a U-Haul lesbian, and Danny's like, "No, I'm a cool dude. Look at my comb. Look at my cool dude comb. Here I am combing my, my dude jacket. hair. I, I yes, have a, I have a leather jacket. I have I must a jacket cool. and tight pants, and I dance really well. And I'm just a big man, dude. Okay, and then." She's like, no, you're not. You're you want to process your feelings and you want to be a lesbian with me. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yep, that's all. It's valid. It's just gay. I'm just saying that same that same feeling of like you can be the real you at school and like, no, I can't. That's a gay story. It's so. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is Danny's coming out story. It is. He's like hiding this whole relationship and hi yeah. Also, what do we think of um Stranded at the Drive In? Gay song? Okay. I do you know what moment ab- okay, I know I already made fun of John Travolta's nah. Do you yeah. know what other moment I cannot I wanna screenshot it and like p- just frame it and put it on my wall because I think it is the best single. No, no, no. (laughs) No, I mean, that's also great. But it is a single, what I think is the best frame, like single shot of the movie Grease. And it is Danny Zuko, kind of half, he's in this like half bent over slouch, pointing at the sky, going, in heaven, (laughs) forever. (laughs) And I just, there is something about that one scene of that movie that I just think is perfect, can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. You can never, could never improve on that one single frame of this movie. I just, I don't know why it kills me so much, but it kills me. But no, he's like so emotionally over the top. He's like, she left me at the drive-in. I'm going to wander lost and sing about it. And I just live for it. I eat that shit up. Yeah. Eat it up. Yeah. But let's, okay, as we're talking about songs, let us us dive in to the gayest (sighs) song in our film. Worst things I could do. I okay, here's what I want to do. I just I think there's something really really important about the song There Are Worse Things I Could Do from a queer perspective, mm-hmm. okay? So, let's take Rizzo, a gay character. She's in love with Marty. She's trying way too hard to find an airtight alibi mm-hmm. for being the straightest girl at school, right? And then she sings this song and I just wanna I just wanna pick out like a couple lyrics. Hit me. Okay. So there are worse things I could do than go with a boy or two. I suppose it could be true, but there are worse things I could do. I could flirt with all the guys, press against them when we dance, make them think we stand a chance, then refuse to see it through. That's a thing I'd never do. She says, "Oh, so you're saying protesting sarca- sarcastically?" She's like, "Actually, I do tease all the men because I do not want to be with them." I yes, mm. okay. And then um, I could stay home every night, wait around for Mister Right, and throw my life away on a dream that won't come true. 
Okay, so this is her whole song so far is basically just her singing like, I mean, listen, there are worse things I could do. Like I could date boys. I could be interested in guys. I could sleep with yeah, men. That would I could be spending my life waiting around for Mr. Right. Right. But I'm screwing Marty under the bleachers instead. <laughs> and then ends this song as uh, and like the the final verse of this song ends on I could hurt someone like me <gasps> Sandy or Marty mean? I mean or Sandy or like any of the other gays right like yeah and she's like I don't steal and I don't lie but I can feel and I can cry I mean, I'm just saying, like, there is, I feel like there, this song is an onion, and the more you unpack it, the gayer it gets. Like, I just feel like she's singing a whole song being like, listen, there's worse things than being gay. I could be straight, for one thing. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) I could do all of the stuff that everyone thinks of me, right? I could hurt the other gays that are out there just like me. But instead, I'm just hurting myself. That's the song. That's that paraphrasing such, that the song. That makes it such a depressing gay song, but it's so, I, that yes. feels so right. You know what's great? Doesn't it? What I was going to say at the beginning of this is like, to, like, I feel like when I was young and I obviously was not straight. Unafraid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it was right there. You know what I mean? But when I was young and quote unquote thought I was straight, I was like. And dreams I, were made and used. And yes. Used. Okay. I was like, I want to sing all of Sandy's songs and like, I want to be Sandy. And then because she's a misunderstood gay icon, then you turn into old gay bitch and you're like, wait, I want to be Rizzo. The second you come out, you're like, I'm Rizzo. Yeah. Because Rizzo is gay. Because Rizzo is gay. Rizzo is like this like fucking hardened old gay. (laughs) Which, listen, can I tell you the other thing that cracked me up when I rewatched this movie is I immediately had to Google how old everyone in the cast was. And they were what, like 30 so so uh stalker channing was 33 years old yeah when they filmed yeah, yeah. i'm like this is not like these i'm like i know like i'm like sometimes they have like 25 year olds and you're like yeah. no these are like adults like they're just, full on they're full yeah. adults yeah, yeah. The, uh, it's um danny danny zuko the john travolta was one of the youngest when they filmed this he was 23 crazy yeah Yes, yeah, I mean just, Channing just wild. Looks... So yes, yeah, Stalker Channing. Stalker Channing is like a chain smoking ancient queer elder, <laughs> <laughs> ancient, who's been through some shit, and you know she's just listen. She's hurting. She just wants to come out with her girlfriend and like be able to live their lives. But instead, she has to pretend to have sex with every boy in school and fake a pregnancy. And it's just it's a hard life out there it in the fifties. It is 50s, a hard you life know? for gay ass Rizzo. I know. Tough times. Before we wrap up, I do really want to talk about the T-Birds. Okay, let's do just it. Just in general. Okay, so first of all, the T-Birds are like overly hyper-masculine, right? They're like, they like, they're hyper-masculine. Would we describe many of those men as hyper-masculine? Okay, sorry. They're try- I think you're thinking Kaniki. <laughs> they're trying to be. Yeah. Like, or like hypersexual. Let me say that. Like, right? Like, Grease Lightning is all about like, we are gonna nail girls, yeah. You know what I mean? We're gonna get chicks in the back of the car and like the girls are gonna cream. You know what's funny? I watched this movie on TV and they bleeped it out. It was Did like they the really? chicks are, Yeah, the chicks are gonna bleep. That's so funny. For Grease Lightning. That's so funny. They did funny. not say the word cream and that cracked that me up. That feels like a hate crime. <laughs> that cracked me up. But like, right, like it's like 
summer loving they're all like yeah like man tell me about what you did to her you know i want to hear about yeah. all the crazy sex you had and like well, okay it makes but... them more gay because they're like danny the tell me what you funny... did with your body danny i want to hear it again very funny to me when the straights when the heteros are upset rose about a show like rise of the pink ladies and i'm like i'm sorry is this, uh, once again, you're like, oh, we don't want all this woke politics garbage. Like, we just want, like, our men to be men and our women to be women. And I'm like, your men were prancing around in little <laughs> silver jumpsuits, okay? In, like, the gayest thing I've ever seen. Yes. Grease is lightning, grease is, lightning. Most, is the gayest sequence you could ever see in is your life. Is so gay. Yes. Is so gay. Yes. They're, like, matching jumpsuits. Fellas, yes. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, let's get our jumpsuits on and like, and and do our hair. I mean, it's very gay. It's, it's a gay so scene. Gay. Okay. I do you remember there was a TV just show just thrusting at each other with abandon. It's not straight, no. fellas. There was <laughs> a TV not. show called "You're the One That I Want." Like the search for it was like Danny and remember there was like the search yeah. for Danny yeah, and yeah. Sandy and. I remember, like, some of the comments that people would say is, like, <laughs> to the Dannys, like, we just really want you to be, like, more masculine, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is a man in a musical. Uh, what do you mean Danny Zuko is, like, the height of, like, cool and masculine? He never has been. He, he it, These men was, are doing full choreography. That was okay? never his it's... character. No. He is a gay little boy hanging with his gay friends dancing i i'm sorry are we talking about masculine manly man danny zuko i believe 50 percent of his lines in this movie consist of just john travolta smiling and going <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's it sounds that's right. the that's the character that sounds right specifically i feel like danny and kaniki clearly got their own shit going on together dude danny and kaniki almost make out okay mm -hmm. let's be real like that scene when they hug when he asks him to be his second oh it's a lot and then they they like make pointed eye contact with their faces like mere inches apart like they're breathing each other's air and they're like a little too into it and then they're like the guys are here <laughs> mm -hmm. they're like oh fuck we forgot people are here and yeah. then um the two like s silly ones are also together there's three du silly duty, ones. Duty and Putsy and Sunny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sunny, oh my god. They're all together. Sunny, who surprisingly was not the oldest person in the cast when they filmed this, although... Looks quite old. Looks like a full, like, this is your dad. Like, yeah, if yeah. you gave him a newspaper and a, and a pair of, you know, slippers, that is your dad. Yeah. Oh my god, also the headmaster and her sidekick. Yes. They yeah. are clearly in like a sub-dom relationship. Yeah, like, stop. Valid. Stop playing. <laughs> They're in love. Also, they live together and they work together, but they haven't told anyone at school. So they're trying to like keep it. Same thing as Marty and Rizzo, where they're like, keep I, have it. Be, yeah. I have to be as mean, as mean to you as possible so no one knows. Those in, what about Cha Cha Di Gregorio? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I feel like. Chacha is the only person Danny had come out to before then. So true. When Sandy's like, how do you know her? He's like, friend of the family. Yeah. And she's like, Dan and he's like, he's like, I don't want to get too close. I don't want to have a conversation with you. But like, also, we clearly have danced together like a number of times. 
Like she knows things. She knows shit about Danny, right? Yeah. Which also, I'm sorry, just to let's real quick, just to touch on that same Danny point of like, we need you to be a little bit more masculine of a man. Danny Zuko, the man who famously is like incapable of not dancing in a dance competition when his date gets like carried off in another man's arms in front of his eyes. And he's like, but the music is still playing. I have to chasse over here. Must continue the dance. He's like, well, I can't stop. They put a new girl in front of me. So this is good. We're just going to drive over this way. He's like, I can't. I mean, I physically cannot stop myself from dancing to the the music. It moves me. That straight man. That's what we're talking about. So true. Danny's a dance major in college. He's like, he's like, oh, sorry, bye, Sandy. Kickball change. Okay, like, yeah, it's just so true. It's a little much. It's a it's little much, so much is all I'm saying. If that is the peak masculinity we're aiming for, you might I... like your men a little gay is all. Danny Zuko gay. Danny Zuko gay. Danny Zuko trying to swing a baseball bat. Gay. gay. Danny Zuko wrestling. Gay. gay. Oh, the wrestling. I forgot about that. That was gay. Danny Zuko playing basketball. Gay. gay. That is a gay man. So true. Danny Zuko trying to kiss Sandy and then like slapping her in the face. <laughs> gay. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. He somehow covers both ends of the gay spectrum, right? He is all gays. He is all of us. We are all represented in one Danny, Danny Zuko. Danny Zuko on a swing. Gay. <laughs> Danny <laughs> Zuko on a sex swing. Gay. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Damn you, Danny. Anything else? Anything else gay about this film before we uh, wrap her up? It's just a very, it's a deeply gay film. (laughs) It is deeply gay. I can't wait until we do Grease 2 because that's on another level. I'm excited. Okay, who are we shipping, Ellie? So many ships. Um, My top ship, I think, is going to be Rizzo and Marty, and we will call them Marzo. Mizzo, Marzo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like Marzo. What about I'm you? I'm into it. Well, I mean, I feel like I have to say Frenchie and Sandy. Mm. Frandy. Frandy. <laughs> Frandy's a great ship name. Frandy's a great ship name. I also want to ship Sandy and Danny together, but like in a gay way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like Danny is a lesbian and the whole scenario is that he needs to come out. I have an answer to this dilemma. Yep. Their ship name is Dandy, which feels gay to me as it is. Quite gay. Quite, <laughs> Quite gay. gay. Super gay. Also, Danny and Kaneki. Dickie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, that, one, that one really did it for mm-hmm. me. There it is. There it is. So can we just, can we just say Grease? Should have been gay. Should have been gay. So gay. All right, you ready for our Q and Gay? I am so ready. Hit me. Q, 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 and Gay. Question number one, who's the gayest pink lady? A, Sandy, B, Rizzo, C, Marty, or D, Frenchie? I I mean, I got to go with my girl Rizzo. Riz. She sang us a whole song about it, so. I really, you need, I know you can't, I know you can't, but you could. You really need to write a gay version of that song and have me sing it. Okay, I'll work on it. I'll add it to my list, my backlog. I just want to sing it. Question two, Ellie. Who's the gayest T-bird out of A, Danny, B, Kanicki, C, Duty, or D, Putsy? It's Danny. That There's one right gay. answer here. So gay. It is It is gay icon Danny Zuko. Gay icon Danny Zuko. 
Oh, the, sh- the track shorts. Okay. Question number three, where would we find you at Rydell High? A, shop class, B, the bleachers, C, the track, or D, the principal's office? Tough call. You know, I feel like I have to say the track, I guess. Sports gay? I mean, I did get a lot of varsity letters Mm. in cross country and track, which, uh, to be clear, is more because very few people at my school wanted to run uh, than because I am a fantastic runner. But I did leave... I did leave high school with seven varsity letters between cross country and track. So nice brag. I feel like I I would be lying if I said anything else. I wouldn't be any of those things. Maybe maybe the bleachers, but not really. I mean, I was trying to to stay, you know, in the spirit. Stay right. Yeah. We know where we would find you, Ellie. (laughs) They had a stage somewhere at Rydell. We know. Rydell High. Beat the Cavaliers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would question four ellie what's the worst thing you could do out of a mm-hmm. go with a boy or two b flirt with all the guys c stay home every night or d hurt someone like me oh is this question like what's the worst thing like that would that would kill me personally? you can interpret this question because i feel like for me like. the worst thing i could do is stay home every night i can't do it <laughs> i have not done it for 372 days straight. There you so, go. So I can't stay home every night. All right, question number five. Which is the gayest Danny Zuko moment? A, summer nights. Baseball? B, baseball. C, dance contest. Or, oh, Sandy. <laughs> God, they're all so gay. It was so hard to make this list because there were so many moments mm-hmm. I wanted to choose from. I'm going to go with, oh, Sandy. I that just, moment is so weird and cool. That is a gay simp for Sandy. Danny mm-hmm. Zuko is. So. Love it. What an episode. What a gay ass musical. What a gay movie. Remember, you can also give us your own answers to our Q&A questions on our Twitter. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you, and we love continuing to build this community, so we just want to shout out some of our favorite things every episode, and this week, we want to shout out Jennifer, who reached out to us on Instagram to say that our podcast has been their favorite thing for the last few weeks, and listen, that's that's just, I love new Delightful. people finding the show is all. That's It just makes me happy. Thanks, Jennifer. I know. We're, we're not going anywhere, Jennifer, so, you know. Don't catch up, catch up, and uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have some good times. We're gonna have some good times, all of us. That's all. As always, we want to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons: Mark Foster, Tanya Ferguson, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Edie Benitez, Fiona W, and Sophia Phillips. And our King Princess patrons: Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Andrea Doucette, and Julia Gonzalez. Thank you all so much. We could not continue to make the show without you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also have videos going up on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch those. Les Hangout is an independently produced show hosted by us with audio production by me, our production assistant is Kristen Murison and Twitter shenanigans by Lee Holmes Foster. If you want to help support the podcast, the first thing you can do is leave us a rating and a review on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. A, we like reading the reviews, and B, it helps new people find the show. 
If you want to support us on Patreon and join our exclusive community where you get free bonus episodes every month and access to our Patreon-only Discord chat, you can join at bit.ly slash lespatreon at any level to get access to all of our perks. If you want to buy some Les Hangout merch, there is no better time to gear up for Pride than right now, especially because today is the last day of a sale uh, at our Tee Public, so you can get all of our designs on sale through today, and we have another one coming up later in the month if you missed this one. So keep an eye out. We'll be posting about them on our socials. You can find all of our designs on all sorts of things like t-shirts and tank tops and tote bags, and you can find those at bit.ly slash lesshop. And remember, we have a queer production company making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings. You can find everywhere at at dollarbeanprod. You can also check out our website at dollarbeanproductions.com. And you can listen to all of the episodes of our first show, The Flame, on any podcasting app. If you want to help support us in making more musicals, you can join our Patreon specifically for those projects. We are well into our next show, uh, Journey to the Heart, the recording sessions for that. So it every little bit helps get us on our way. You can join at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. If you want to follow us individually, you can follow me at Ellie Bridget on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. Let's hang out. out.